What's up, Braves country? Today is January 22nd, 2020. It's Wednesday night, and this is the Braves Craze Podcast. I'm coming at you again pretty quickly after the last podcast because we had some big news happen in the last couple of days for the Braves. Uh, Before we get started, as always, I please ask that you would do the podcast a favor and subscribe to and download this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. And then give me a follow on Twitter when you can. That's at Dr. Braves. That's at Dr. with a capital D, Braves with a capital B. So uh, we all know and probably seen by now you have that the Braves signed Marcelo Zuna, uh, left fielder, formerly of the Cardinals, to a one-year $18 million contract to offset the loss of Josh Donaldson. He'll be our cleanup hitter for 2020. Uh, and that was the move we've been waiting on after Donaldson signed. So it did seem the Braves were waiting for Donaldson to uh, choose where he was going and then make a corresponding move. Uh, as I mentioned in the, in the last podcast, uh, Marcelo Zuna and Nick Castellanos were the two guys that kind of uh, the Braves had shown interest in. <clears throat> I mentioned I was a bigger fan of Castellanos than I was of Zuna, uh, but I will say that, that the contract length here I think is the big deal of this deal. The Braves got a one-year deal on Ozuna. I'm guessing Castellanos would not go there. Frankly, I'm shocked that Ozuna signed a one-year deal. But for the Braves, with with two blue-chip outfield prospects at AAA who are less than probably one year away, we expect to see both Christian Pache and Drew Waters probably sometime in 20, maybe later in the year. So signing Ozuna to a one-year deal does not block these guys very long. It gives the Braves a guy to back clean up for us now, uh, potentially a guy we can trade if if Ozuna and Pache, I'm sorry, if Waters and Pache both hit quickly. Uh, and, and, you know, I think Ozuna does feel a need and we'll be able to bat fourth in that lineup. So let's talk about Ozuna real quick. And I, I gave you some stats of him on the last podcast briefly, but just to talk again about Marcelo Ozuna. Uh, last year for the Cardinals, uh, he had 549 at-bats, had 29 home runs, uh, 89 runs batted in with a 241 batting average. So the thing I didn't like about Ozuna uh, last year was the 241 average, uh, only a 328 on base. Uh, he did walk 62 times, which is up for him a bit than before. Uh, 23 doubles, one triple, scored 80 runs. He did steal 12 bases last year, which is by far his career high in stolen bases. So uh, you know, if he repeats that performance again, he's certainly a serviceable cleanup hitter that's going to be a guy that can hit home runs. Uh, from what I've seen of Ozuna hitting, he's a mistake hitter. So if you hang a curveball or put one up, he will crush it and, and, and deposit it in the outfield or, or over the wall in the outfield anyway. Uh, two years ago, though, I want to talk about his 17 season, which is what you hope Ozuna becomes more of. is when he hit 312 for the season with 37 homers, 124 RBIs, 93 runs scored, uh, walked 64 times. He was a very, very good player, a star-level player in 17 with the Marlins. Uh, two years with the Cardinals, he did not play as well. In, in 18, he had 23 homers and hit, did hit 280, though. Then last year, he dropped off to 241 in a, in 549 play appearances, 485 at-bats last season for St. Louis. Uh, you know, he doesn't strike out as much as a lot of sluggers do. He struck out 114 times last year, and by league standards from years back, that's a lot. But today, that's not a ton of strikeouts. So uh, not a terrible strikeout uh, rate there for Ozuna. 
Uh, one of the things that, that bugs me about him, too, is, is I don't see him as being a very good defender. Uh, you know, I've heard the argument he's a good bit better than Castellanos, and he probably is. Uh, funny thing is, he did win a gold glove a couple years ago uh, in the outfield, but uh, he was a center fielder with Florida with the Miami Marlins for a while. Now he's moved to left. Uh, you probably remember last year watching him go up for a, a ball in the outfield that was going to be deep. He, he climbed the wall, and the ball dropped on the warning track at his feet. So it was a really bad-looking play, and maybe we give him a little bit of a bad rap for being a bad defender because of that. But I, I don't think he's a, anything more than an average to a little below average defender for sure in the outfield. He's not terribly slow. Uh, but again, the, the fielding is not, to me, a strength for Ozuna. Uh, I don't think he hurts you really bad in the outfield. I'm assuming he plays left field for us as well and bats fourth. So the lineup for the Braves now becomes something to the effect of you lead off Acuna or maybe even move Albies into that one spot with Acuna doing going two. Uh, who knows? Freddie's going to hit three. You assume Ozuna is four. And then you kind of go with a combination of, of Marqueca slash uh, Duvall, maybe Darno. Uh, third baseman, which would be Camargo or Riley, uh, then Dansby possibly in the pitcher. You know, that five through eight can kind of be determined in different ways of who's hot, maybe who's pitching for matchup purposes. But our one through four is probably set now with Azuna coming in. So, uh, you know, of interest as well, Alex Anthopoulos has already come out and said that the two guys in the outfield that will play every day are going to be Ronald Acuna, obviously, and Marcelo Azuna. They're going to be regulars. Now we're left with the Marcakis. Duval, Platoon, and or Ender Enciarte. So there are now five outfielders in the Braves mix that are major league guys that we had planned to play. Uh, and probably one of those guys may be on the outs, uh, possibly, who knows. Uh, my question is, does somebody get traded? And that somebody might be Ender Enciarte. We've talked about that uh, some this year and how he may be expendable. And now adding Ozuna, uh, I, I would not be surprised if we did not try to move an outfielder away uh, at some point before the, the uh, spring starts, before the season gets here for sure. So Marcelo Zuna to the Braves, one year, $18 million. Uh, you know, I mentioned Castellanos was my favorite of the two, and I still think he is. But the one-year deal for Ozuna makes that really sweet, as I said. Uh, having him off the books in one year is a huge deal. You know, the Braves now – are getting the, the rap as being a team that wants to do short-term deals. Uh, you know, other than the long-term things with Acuna, Albies, uh, Freeman before, uh, we don't like to tie up money in guys like Ozuna, uh, you know, Cole Hamels, last year Dallas Keuchel. Uh, so, you know, I don't know that I necessarily disagree with the Braves on this, this tactic. Uh, in particular, in this situation, I, I did not want to sign an outfielder for two, three years didn't really want to sign Donaldson for four years, even though I think Donaldson is a better hitter than Ozuna uh, at this point in time. But, you know, the Braves are getting that rap for the one-year thing. So we'll see what happens with the Braves. Will there be any more moves major before the offseason ends? Uh, again, maybe an Enciarte or Marquecas deal, although I doubt we can deal Nick after signing him. So probably Ender would be the guy that gets moved if we move someone. Um but that one-year thing for the Braves is kind of becoming a, a deal that we're going to do, apparently, going forth. Uh, you know, looking at the offseason, I want to talk about my favorite signings now that we've done, uh, what I think are the best ones. And, and the three that kind of come to mind that are a little bigger would be uh, Will Smith, the reliever we picked up in early, early, early on in the offseason for a multi-year deal. Uh, Marcelo Zuna 
for sure, and Cole Hamels. Uh, I still think the Will Smith trade is my favorite. Uh, you get a reliever uh, at a pretty decent yearly salary, multi-year there, that's going to be a stopper for us. Uh, you know, I, I think he will close some games, even though we've said that he's probably not going to be the closer early on. But I, I do think he'll be our best pitcher out of the bullpen. He's a left-handed pitcher and uh, was excellent last year. So I like that sign. That's probably my favorite deal. Uh, you know, my second favorite deal is probably Travis Darno. Honestly, I, I think he's a catcher that, that gives us an element uh, of offense uh, while not giving away a ton of defense that we haven't had in a while. And uh, I do like that signing. I think he's a guy that could end up being an offensive player for us and a good player. Uh, I've always liked his upside, his hitting up time in particular when he was with the Mets. Uh, he played pretty well for Tampa last year for the for the uh, the Rays. So, you know, I, I like that signing. Um, the Ozuna signing and Cole Hamels, to me, both have some – upside but both are risky and the risk is minimal because they're both one years but uh you know i don't know that hamels is a great signing either because he's going to give us a, a pitcher for also 18 million dollars a year uh that, that comes in as a three or a four starter you know zuna i i think the you know the the floor here is, is pretty low we won't we won't lose a lot on Ozuna. i think there's a there's little risk on that one i hope he becomes more like 2017 Ozuna as opposed to 19 but even if he plays like he did last year for that price, you know, we've gotten a player that can help us out, I think, uh, going forward. So that's my assessment on those 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 signings and, and where we are. One more thing of note before we uh, get off the podcast, and this will be a quick podcast because it is kind of an emergency podcast, but Felix Hernandez, King Felix, uh, the Braves signed to a minor league contract a few days ago, which I found to be pretty interesting. Um, you know, that is certainly a... a a shot in the dark, so to speak, to bring in a, a veteran guy like Felix, who has been a great pitcher. Uh, certainly his velocity is down from what it once was, and he's not the same guy, but he certainly has a lot of experience and, and, and knows a lot about the game, knows how to pitch. So seeing Felix in a Braves uniform for a little while anyway, at least, is going to be kind of interesting to see that and see what he can do. Uh, of note as well, I did want to mention the Braves did – announced some non-roster invitees to spring training. I wanted to read through those real quick now. Uh, Ian Anderson, our top pitching prospect. Thomas Burrow, a left-handed relief pitcher. Uh, King Felix Hernandez is one of those guys. Uh, pitcher named Kurt Hoekstra, who I'm not really familiar with. Right-hander Connor Johnstone. Left-handed starter Kyle Muller, uh, who is a big prospect for the Braves as well, who were pretty high on. Uh, lefty pitcher Chris Nunn. Righty pitcher Ben Rowan and newly signed lefty relief pitcher Chris Rusin are the pitchers the Braves have coming in. Uh, some of the offensive players, position players that are coming in for the Braves on non-roster deals for free spring training, Shaylen Galeer is the catcher, Carlos Martinez, Jonathan Morales, uh, a few notable infielders, Charlie Culberson, Sean Kazmar, who just seems to always be around, doesn't he? I mean, the guy's getting up there in age a little bit at this point in time. Uh, Peter O'Brien, who was picked up by the Braves, uh, Braden Shoemake, Riley Unruh, Yavganis Solarte, who we just signed to a minor league deal last week. The outfielders who are going to be on non-roster deals, Trey Harris, who was the minor league player of the year last year, Grayson Janitza, who is a big, strong, power-hitting, right-handed uh, hitter who has a lot of upside, Rafael Ortega, who was with us last year in the major sum, and then Drew Waters uh, also is up there on a non-roster invitee deal for spring training. Interestingly enough, Christian Pache is not there on that, that deal yet. So uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure he'll be in camp uh, getting some at-bats in spring like he did last year. So that's the show for tonight. Uh, you know, I, I'll be back soon with more Braves news as it comes out. Uh, one of the questions I have going forth is, do the Braves make any more major moves before spring training at this point in time? And that'll be what we kind of focus on going forth. So have a great week and go Braves. listening to the Braves Craze podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to follow the Braves doctor on Twitter at Dr. Braves.